Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Pumped. You always do that and I we know. sound annoying. I know. I know. Welcome, everybody. This is Paradox. I'm Josh. It is Paradox and I'm Jimmy. And welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> I wanted to say what month it was. Welcome to February or something, but I actually don't know when this is dropping. So, oh yeah, at some point. Welcome. We have droppings everywhere <laughs> to today. Mm-hmm. We are you doing all right, Jimbo? I'm doing okay. Uh, give me uh, something high and something low that's happened to you recently. <sighs> oh, the Horns won their bowl game. They did. They beat TCU last night in basketball. They did. Number sixteen TCU. So mm-hmm. those are both highs. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, on the sports front, things are well. Ruthie just raised the flag at school. <laughs> preschool, yeah. Her little preschool allowed her to raise the morning flag. Yes, she was a celebrity, really. She, We got her this little karaoke machine for Christmas, and so she's used to now talking in mics, but she talks really, really close to it. <laughs> and so they gave her a mic to do the pledge. And she had her, just her lips, her lips on it the whole time, just shouting. I love it because she'll put her head down and she'll go, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Like she doesn't like being there, but she (laughs) She loves being there. Loves it. So yes, welcome to the show. We are going to talk about hurt people today. Yes. And what do hurt people do? Hurt people hurt people, ultimately. What do hurt people do? Hurt people. Hurt people? Hurt people hurt people. (laughs) We know, um, we know what we're doing. I don't yeah, think do. they know what we're doing. Uh, it, it, but we, this is so broad of a topic because we're all hurt. So, to a degree. Yes. So hopefully everyone listening will find something for themselves in the show. When this was several years ago, because I don't normally have just a, a stream of neo-Nazis that come into the office, but this was a young skinhead and it was really bizarre it was, you know, if you've never worked with kind of with this population and understand this population, and you know, certainly if you're anywhere in the correctional system, you do. But it is, it's, it's just bizarre. He was trying to tell me how black people did not have the intellectual capacity to be equal with white people. And when I was going, well, you know, we you know, there's there's an African American on the Supreme Court. There's an African American who's actually president of the United States. These things don't sound like intellectual lightweights, and it but it just it couldn't penetrate. He hated everybody, but those who looked exactly like him. And you have this 16 year old kid who is just who has hatred just oozing out of every pore of his body. And you think 16 years ago, I have underwear older than that. 16 years ago. Surely you don't. He pop. Well, I have several because they're my favorites. But they have holes in the crotch. 
it takes. I wore I wear those to church because they would be my holy underwear. It takes me six weeks to get holes in my crotch. <laughs> Can't believe sixteen years. That's too much information. So, sixteen years before I was meeting with this kid, he was born this little bouncing baby. What happened? What ha- in sixteen years? What happened? How did this little lump of of you know blank slate, this little lump of clay that hasn't been molded in any way, shape, form, or fashion? How did he go from this innocent baby in only sixteen years hating any and every body on the planet? Because something happened somewhere in those sixteen years, he experienced some hellacious behavior directed mostly at him. And that's the interesting thing is hellacious is perception. Mm -hmm. They've done bukus of studies on twins that grew up in the same household and experienced the same trauma. Mm -hmm. And one went on to do unbelievable things and the other, you know, in this case, let's say neo-Nazis. So it's it's interesting because even... You know, this this person that you're describing, if he was able to get honest and talk about the hurts and the wounds from childhood, his siblings might look at him and go, mm-hmm. You're out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's interesting that trauma is perceived. And yes. so, obviously, there can be trauma that's like, yep, that's, that's, that's certainly trauma. bad. But this guy might not have received extraordinary, I don't know his history, you do, yeah. but extraordinary pain, but it certainly could have been perceived extraordinary and led to something like this. Yes. And what you find is, no, not everyone who went through really bad trauma as a child has really negative behavioral you know, behavioral issues as an adult. But, so not everyone who had trauma ends up bad. But everyone who's bad, I don't, I've, in, in all of my years, I've Absolutely. never con- confronted yep. anyone who had just this idyllic childhood yep. Yep. and they're a skinhead. Yep. So trauma doesn't necessarily a result in these bad adult behaviors, but something happened when you have them. And so I also think of parents that have come in the room and they'll just say, oh, my child yells all the time and say, well, so which one of you yell? Because one of you do. I mean, and, and again, I, in all these years, there's never been one of them that just said, no, neither one of us, really. We're just fine. Because anger is a learned behavior. Emotional regulation is a learned behavior, which is why someone with an anger problem normally breeds a child with an anger problem, who then has a child that has an anger problem, because it's a learned behavior. These children sit before they even know they're learning, and they're watching, and they go, oh, I see. When mommies get really mad, they slap their daddies. Okay, note to self. I did not know that, but now I do. That's good to know. It's, it, it can become, when you're ex- emotionally explosive or you have anger management issues, it can and most often does become this never-ending cycle. We pass it on to the next generation so that we're hurt say, by our parents or by whatever the environment we were. So then we grow up and we hurt people. And then those people that we hurt Unintentionally, mm-hmm. but yes. They grow up and they hurt people. And then those people that were hurt, they turn around and they hurt people. And it becomes this generational curse within families. And that's the confusing thing and what can make this so maddening is if you're the one being hurt, it sure seems intentional. 
but the person doing the hurting often is unaware that they're hurting. And so they're it's, just it's, expressing their emotions in a normal way. Yeah. To so them. it's so mm-hmm. difficult to really talk through these things because you're really talking about, yeah, I mean, I guess it goes back to perception. You know, you're, you're, you, you start talking about two different things because it's perceived two different ways. One of the ways, especially if, let's say, if you're married to someone who's very emotionally reactive or explosive, the first thing you want to do, and this may sound Herculean, but is that it is to control your own reaction to them. Because intense emotions, emotional outbursts, those are contagious. So when someone yells and screams, someone yelling and screaming back at them doesn't fix the problem. In the vast majority of cases, that just pours gasoline on the fire because those emotions are contagious. And the more extreme the emotional reaction is, the more contagious it is. So try, and again, I realize what I'm asking, but try to control your own reaction. Recording our Paradox podcast is a labor of love. We love exploring topics important to Christian families. We love bringing you interviews with authors, musicians, and podcasters that are shaping our world. Also, Jim loves to hear himself talk. See, I've been told that my voice is mellifluous. You have no clue what that means, do you? No. We also love making thousands of dollars. I know I do, if not you, Josh. I mean, we are, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but on this podcast, we are literally taking baths in $100. Jimbo, Jimbo, we're not making any money. And actually, as of right now, we're behind $2,500, so we're actually losing our shirts. But see, that's a negative confession. You seem to think that that's a problem. It's not a problem, my friend, because we have... A Patreon account. Please consider supporting us on patreon.com backslash paradox. If you think the show has helped your family, if you believe in what we're doing, you can make a one-time contribution or set up a subscription. With your help, we can continue to bring healing to Christian families. That's what I call mellifry, mellifo. The word you're looking for is mellifluous. This too might sound Herculean. I just wanted to use Herculean. How did it sound? you did it well. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I tried to also do a pregnant pause to kind of Mm -hmm. heighten Mm -hmm. whatever it is you heighten. Anyhow, so to lower your own emotional reaction, you have to practice empathizing with them. And you can't really empathize with them in the moment. This is something you do outside the moment. So every time a negative thought comes up about this person, you need to try to put yourself in their shoes, try to understand the hurt in their life, not excusing their behavior, they're still culpable and responsible for it, but trying to put yourself in your shoes and actually feel a little bit sorry or bad for them. Mm-hmm. So empathy doesn't happen in the moment where it's high intensity. It happens in all the other moments before that. So you have to, every negative thought, certainly hold it captive by trying to put yourself in his, their shoes and empathize with them. Yeah, it's this idea of, of if it's at all possible, try to understand and appreciate their origins. They're Herculean origins. Yes, they're Herculean. I would I would throw out some other character, but I don't know anything other than Hercules. <laughs> we'll keep using it. I think he's like a Yugoslavian folk hero. That is, it's a Greek mythology, right? That's Hercules. Hercules? Yeah, yeah it's Hercules. totally Greek. Yeah. But I don't really know. The good news about being hurt and therefore hurting people and it being a learned behavior is that you can unlearn a habit. That's the good news. And most of these behaviors 
these 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 aberrant you know emotionally explosive behaviors can it is a habit that was learned over time and can be unlearned over time therefore if we can ever have the personal insight to go you know what i'm yelling at my kids just like my dad yelled at me oh my gosh i am my father when my dad would tell me because i said so it would make me so angry and I would just say, as God is my witness, I will never say that to my children. And again, I think Sarah was six months still in the crib because I said so, young lady. You I just... could imagine you at four standing on your bed. As God is my witness. <laughs> I swear. We're wagging our finger yeah, in the air. In case you haven't seen. But it's, it's this idea that we morph, we, you know, we morph into our parents. We, we channel them at times and they just come out of us. So if we can recognize that and we can say, okay, this is, I am doing what my dad did to me and I do not want to do that. Therefore, with time and with effort, this can be changed. It absolutely can be changed. There are hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people walking around that once had these very negative behavioral and emotional habits that don't now because they put in the effort and they put in the time to change them. And again, if you don't like it, if you don't like the way you respond, nothing changes until something changes. You've got to do something about it. You're not going to just, you can't just say, man, I wish I wouldn't have. I can't believe that I called my child this name or I did whatever. Boy, I'm just going to really not do that again. You'll never stop. Not like that. Just because you recognize it as being a problem doesn't mean anything is going to, it takes concerted effort to change a deep-seated habit like that, which kind of goes along with the next one that you can't correct a problem that you don't admit you have. So the first thing is just, the first part of change is realization. Nothing can change until you realize that there's something that needs changing. And oddly enough, telling your spouse that they need to change because they have an anger problem tends not to be effective. Hmm. I was just sharing today with somebody the, the four mistakes we make with emotionally explosive people. And one of them is don't tell them they have a personality disorder. That tends not to work. Therefore, you got to stroke them. <laughs> there you go again. You're going to keep doing that. And I know I speak on behalf of all of our listeners that I'm offended every time you do that. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. You got to stroke them before you poke them. I said that in. I'm so sorry. I taught a class at our marriage ministry at church at Grace Covenant Church, Austin, Texas. If you don't have a church, come. And I came back the next week for a follow-up lesson. It's like, all right, what do y'all remember from last week? Well, we got to stroke and poke our wives. This was their response. <laughs> I asked you not to bring it up, and you brought it up. Stroke their ego before you bring, poke them with truth, is what I'm saying. Bottom line, and in most of these situations, not all of them, obviously, but in a lot of these situations, it may take professional help. If you have these deep-seated emotional habits, I mean, your brain is li quite literally, uh, your brain is, is wired to respond this way. And it takes more than, doggone it, I'm going to do better next time, to change your neuropathways. And so it takes concerted effort, and it may take getting professional help. 
If you want more information about this show, go to ParadoxPodcast.com. If you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, you can also find that information there. You can follow the show as well as us individually. You can also go to ParadoxPodcast.com, go to the episode tab, and you can find uh, our show notes. gives all the links to what we talked about. And then you can also peruse the other episodes. Stay tuned. We'll be back next Monday with some new episodes. Take care. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. For more about Billy, go to therapywithbilly.com. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescar.com. And if you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Everybody has some issue with money. Those who have plentiful resources and those who don't, they all have some fear associated with some aspect of their finances. I think it represents security, especially for women. We crave security, and when our finances are out of control, we feel really out of sorts. Uh, For men, it represents their ability to provide for their family. It also creates chaos for them if they feel that their finances are out of control. And so there's a lot of fear associated with money. 